Suds, have we done this yet this year? Yeah, did we, we did. We did. Okay. And then you went off and got tan. Yeah, I got tan? Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, Jamaica or something? A garage, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> garage. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, you know... I don't think anyone's missed us. Well, that's sad. <laughs> it is. One of the things I found, though, in my absence there for a minute, was about um, some news like, about Alzheimer's or dementia. And one of the things that uh, I, I found out was that, uh, and this is this is new news, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to uh, change the way people are treated or medicines are made, but they have found that one of the things that people were getting early on in life, the human growth hormone injections. Yes, people were I getting saw those, that. and it triggers the uh, the myeloid uh, segment part in your brain that causes all that plaque. And it killed some kids early on, but they're they're seeing that that was a big problem. They're saying that the p- people who got it at a young age are now having Alzheimer's. I didn't see that, but they did say that as it as it turned out, uh, doing stuff like that later on in trials and things, that it does cause it, it causes it right away. I mean, there's not a whole lot of waiting around for years for it. So, and I'm wondering, do you see that as like okay, they now they know this occurs, maybe now they can start working backwards. Or is it just another dead end with this? I don't, I don't think they're dead ends. I just think that they're not through ways. You know, maybe it's a, you know, a little bit gets through. We know a little bit more. It takes time, and it's a slow process, right? I mean, they were talking about, you know, years, decades ago, oh, one day we'll have a cure for cancer. Yeah. So there are some drugs that are promising, but it's... You know, it's in only certain circumstances, so I think it, it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a researcher. I don't know how thorough this is, but I suspect it's going to take a while. Yeah. Even if something is as encouraging or they find out one new thing, it's just one more little piece in the puzzle of a thousand pieces. Yeah. they Almost in the same feed that I was reading, and again, I didn't back research this i just read this headline and then like the first two paragraphs actually the fourth paragraphs because the first three are just there to make you keep reading keep reading keep pulling through it's like they describe what (laughs) dementia is for 20 minutes and then they tell you this news story from the headline but anyway what they were talking about is there was a drug that was out that they said was moderately useful and it's being taken off the market now because it's not it's not selling how expensive is it? I don't know, but do you take something off that's moderately useful and just because it's not selling? Well, I suppose whoever's making it, I guess it depends on how much money goes into it. And, you know, are they making money if you're losing money? I mean, I mean, are people in business, are, are the pharmaceuticals in business not to make a profit? Or are they no, in the, I, to lose money? If I don't know. I don't know how that what works. What I hear when I, when I read that, what I hear is, hey... I know this is a good idea, but go ahead and lose hope again because uh, we're going to start over because we just don't want to keep going with this. Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. going to start over. You're just going to have to find some more hope. That conundrum. That's what I hear. Yeah. I it's, suppose. It's a shame. It's a shame. You know, there was something similar the other day. Um, uh, the congresswoman from Massachusetts, Presley, Walgreens in the Boston area were closing up shop 
and she was upset saying that you can't do that because you're impacting all the brown and black people in this community. But Walgreens is saying we're not making money and we're tired of the threat thefts. So do they have an obligation to stay open if they're losing money? I don't think so. Right. Think, so, yeah. I mean, she's saying it was a racial thing, you know, but again, if the company isn't making money, then let someone else come in. If yeah. they think there's a chance there, I mean, it's not like you're going to have government drugstore set up there. I guess I'm not saying that about this drug. Um, they did say it was of moderate use, so I don't know. I don't know what it means, but it's not the same thing. People are dying. People are suffering. Yeah. You know, So somebody can't get a tube of toothpaste at Walgreens. It's not the same thing. Yeah. And I understand it. I understand the whole thing about the theft and uh, some of the cities are just losing tons of stuff. But some of that is politically reported, overreported. Yeah. Well, here's another thing that's overreported. And I, I, I'm switching gears on you really quickly because we're a few days from the Super Bowl. And the Ouch. Taylor Swift thing, I joke, we were watching the game. Travis Kelsey makes a catch. I say to my wife, why aren't they showing Taylor Swift? Where is it now? <laughs> There's been a lot of animus towards Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And they said something like she's been on TV during the game, the last game, the Chiefs against the Ravens. I think it was like 40 seconds is all. Really? And I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I think a lot of this anger is being misguided and misdirected at her. She's just at a game. Yeah. It's the media that is over-reporting every yeah. little move. The yeah. Today Show, pretty much every day they have a Taylor Swift story. Mm-hmm. So, and I know some Republicans, and here we're getting political, they're making a big stink over this. And I think there are a lot more important things. Taylor Swift is shouldn't even be on their radar because, yeah. first of all, she's a big star. She makes millions of dollars, hundreds of millions probably. And yeah, she's probably the most well-known celebrity on the planet yep. right now. But it's not her fault. She goes to the game. She has a good time. She's laughing. They show her. If they're overexposing it, blame the media. Go take it out on, on the networks. I agree. Not her. I agree. Because you know, from all I've heard, she's a good person. It's exactly. In fact, you can look at her record of uh, donating and, and putting a hand out and helping people, and she shows up more mm-hmm. often than any of the rest of us. Yeah. But uh, I am burned out on her. You go by you go by the magazine section. She's on every single magazine. She's on every TV commercial. She's got specials on streaming networks. And you know what? I can only think of one song that she has. Mm-hmm. It's back when I was on the air. Something about well, a country tears. song. Is it Tears on My Guitar? Tears. Something like that. Well, she had You Belong with that Me. Is. That was oh, like okay. two thousand six, two thousand seven, when she was country. Yeah, and I whatever. Yeah. So I, she's so huge, and it went right over my head for like, I don't know how long she's been doing this, but all of a sudden she's everywhere, and it just, it, it feels like, I feel like a Taylor Swift assault. Well, she's your, all over me. Well, for your birthday, I'll get you a Taylor Swift no, t-shirt. No, no, dude. I, I, I want everybody to enjoy her, but I just want to stop seeing her so much. Well, anyway. But I'm just saying. I got you. It's the media. And you're right. It's the media. They pick something, and they just go with it, and go with it, and go with it till you're sick of it. And it's not, you know... I think you get sick of people, not people, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. You see them enough, you see them all the time, you're yeah. like, uh, I'm not as enthralled. Yeah. I used to have that problem watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I know, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. You'd be like, oh, she's nice. 
But then week after week after week after week, I don't, yeah, she's annoying now. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, uh, f- what, what was that? What breeds contempt? Familiarity? Is that the yeah, saying? I, yeah, that's what the old saying is. Anyway, but yeah, so um, what's your, I mean, I don't want to get too heavy here because I was looking at something. Uh, at, there, there's a poll out here asking people, what is your biggest regret in life? <laughs> now I don't want to say biggest regret, but and I don't mean deep, dark yeah. things. But do you have any regrets? Then you look back, say, you know, I shoulda, I shoulda gone to that. I shoulda done this, or if I had only done that. I don't. Yeah, I don't. When I make a decision, and I'm not trying to say that I'm right, but this is how I live my life, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way back to junior high because I can think of a few things in junior high I did where I said nope. I'm taking this road, and I'm not looking back. And I've done that all my life. So so no regrets. I, I bet there's some little ones, if I really thought about it for a day, but nothing that kind of stands out. What about you? So you would be, regrets, I've had a few. <laughs> I've had some small ones. But then again, too few to mention. <laughs> that's you. That's, <laughs> well, that's scoop. For me, well, one thing that pops out at me was in 1988. I had a You remember the year? Yeah, it was oh a one-year gig. I had the opportunity to do play-by-play baseball for the Prince William Yankees, a Class A team of the New York Yankees in the Carolina League in Prince William County, Virginia. And I got the job by accident. I called the station. I was a young kid, you know, 23 mm-hmm. years old, and I said, hey, if you know, can I help out in the press box? And they said, sure. So I helped the play-by-play guy. I guess I was helping him with some statistics, information. I'd pass it. I'd write it down. And so he'd read it. And he looks at me, and he says, hey, do you want to do an inning? That's cool, man. And I said, sure. And then he's like, um, do you want to do some tomorrow? So I came back, and I did the next day. And then he says, uh, well, I guess you're taking over because I, 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 I'm moving on. So I had the job. Wow. <laughs> and I could have taken – probably bigger advantage of that opportunity. But what happened was they were paying me $10 a game (laughs) and I had to pay my own gas. Yeah. And it was about a 50 mile round trip. But not only that, the equipment every night after the game, I'd have to drive another 10 miles away from where I lived to take the equipment to the radio station. And it was a 100-watt station at night. Oh, my gosh. So even people at the ballpark couldn't hear the game. I've got electric toothbrushes that are... So I'd go drop it off and then go home and the next day drive back. So between I'm getting $10 a game, I'm spending probably at the time maybe three bucks in gas every night. I had to pay for my own parking, $2. For crying inside. That's $2. Plus they took taxes out of the. I was clearing like maybe four bucks a game (laughs) to do this. But, you know, it was a great opportunity, right? I got to meet some players and stuff. But then they didn't pay me. Oh, for crying inside. So I... One night did not take the equipment to the station. I mm-hmm. took it home. Yeah. And they got angry. And I said, you haven't paid me in a month. And they said, well, Cousin Ray. The guy's name was Cousin Ray. Well, you know. <laughs> well, well, you're a big pain in the butt. Da, 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 da. He was a southern gentleman. Cousin Ray. Was he really a gentleman? Well, I don't know. He was a legend in those those areas but anyway boss hog yeah basically it was boss hog i swear (laughs) it was boss hog so 
we came to an agreement. I'll give you the check. You give me the equipment, and I never want to see you again. That was it. Yeah. They didn't finish the season. That was a, and I think back sometimes, boy, that was a probably a bigger opportunity than I was aware of at the time. Yeah. But as Moonlight Graham says in Field of Dreams, one of my favorite lines, uh, the older Doc Graham, right. uh, Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster, yeah. He says, we fail to recognize the most insignificant things as they're happening. They just pass by us. And yeah. you think there'll be other days. There'll be other opportunities. Yeah. Little did I know that was the only opportunity I'd ever have in play-by-play baseball. But for the most part, there are other opportunities. Even and I've been able to identify things that have passed by and go, man, I hope I get another shot at that. Some of them haven't happened, but some of them have. If so, I was more savvy... Now I'm thinking with this mentality in 2024. Now we have social media and marketing and everything. I could have gone a long way with that. Yeah, you could. I could have taken advantage of this opportunity and did it the next year. And who knows? And you move up through the ranks and how different my life would have been. Yeah. Had I stuck with it, you'd have been too stuck up. To I talk wouldn't to be me. here right now with you. That's, that's for right. Sure. Who knows what would have happened? I probably wouldn't have my kids. No. Everything would have been totally different. Yep. You and John Miller would have been talking with the Giants or something. That would have been yeah. fun. Yeah, but you know, it's funny when you say that because certain situations happen for, you know, circumstances that happen. And I look back to several things that happened to me. And one of the most significant things was in 1990. Here we go. You remember uh, the year. I was working, You're amazing. I was working in Miami. I was doing traffic. I had lived in Washington, D.C., moved back to Miami, and I was stuck working at this company, doing traffic. You know, I got hired. I'm a traffic reporter, making a few bucks an hour. And the boss, who nobody really liked, said, oh, well, hey, listen, you're not doing anything Saturday night, are you? Oh, that's loaded. (laughs) I said, no, because I didn't think so. (laughs) So he goes, I need you to go to the airport with these keys to rental cars. Back, you know, I don't know how they did this, but... And we have salespeople coming in from all over the country. And we want you to give the keys to these people so they have their rental car. Well, that's what I did. I stood there. Oh, Steve Smith, here's your key. Your car is over here. Well, it turned out there was one guy who didn't have a car. Not enough cars. I had to drive him myself. I can't remember his name, but it was Ray something. He was from Baltimore. Mm. And I told him, hey, I used to live in D.C. I'd love to get back up there. He goes, well, let me let me put uh, some information in for you, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And he did. And they were ready to hire me in Baltimore, in this company, doing yeah. traffic reporting. So there was my ticket back to the mid-Atlantic. There right? you go. Well, I get a phone call on my answering machine a few days later saying, uh, sorry, you know, it's not going to work out. The opening is not available. Sorry to kind of get your hopes up. What the hell was that? Well, then the next message on my machine was the guy in the Washington, D.C. office. And he said, well, we understand you'd like to come back to this area. Would you be interested in coming to our office? So I was like, sure. So One thing led to another. That one thing led to another. So what you thought was a bad thing, handing out rental car keys, it led me back to D.C. And then the other thing. Big thing. I was stuck in the job because it didn't turn out as exciting as I thought it was. Um, I missed work uh, in the spring of 91 because I had the chicken pox at age 27 Hmm. or 26. 
and I missed work for like three weeks. I had a really bad case. I mean, yeah. it was just everywhere, and I just looked like a yeah, yeah, a mess. Well, they kind of replaced me, yeah. but that created a new job for me. So, I guess there's always like you know, in the Seinfeld one where he where Kramer said to Jerry. Because they were George was doing the opposite and this mm-hmm. and that, and he goes. Yeah. And Kramer said to Jerry, "Jerry, you're even, Steven. It always works out." <laughs> and that's kind of what happened. Hey, they replaced me, but then I got a new position, yeah, yeah. and that created me, you know, another thing. So, I, I, I'm like you. I mean, I guess I could look back, but what good would that do? Right where I am is where I that's, have that's to be. It. You need to deal with right now. And, that, and one of the things, like when we were talking about how things pass you by, and you kind of you might realize they pass you by. Yeah. I've, I've on several occasions where I've gone back and go, okay, I missed out on that. I'm going to go ahead and take charge and see if I can't get a second chance or create another opportunity based on that. It doesn't necessarily have to be that, but that's something I've done probably more than, you know, regret anything. Well, let me read your regret. Just one of the things being mean right. to my parents, not my parents, but this is what someone wrote being mean to my parents. I think we could all look back at a time where we probably weren't the nicest to our parents. I no, was, no, I was. Oh, good. Am I speaking? I Oops. was always good to my folks. I, my my brother, not so much. My sister, sometimes. Okay, not so a so family much. member, but you can look back and say, yeah. well, you know, I could have handled that differently. Yeah, I think we all uh, all do that. Yeah, I, you know, they were different times. I'm just going to share this real quick. The, different times back in the '80s. Um, there were comedians that were saying things that today they would be canceled or sued or ostracized. You know what I'm talking about. Certain mm-hmm. things they would say. And uh, I worked in this factory, and I had, I had all, we, all of us young guys in the factory were all just hacking on each other all the time. Hacking, 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 making fun of each other. We didn't mean anything, but we'd hang out at lunch and go on the weekend and play golf, and mm-hmm. one of us... Another guy was playing softball with me. So it was like we were all buddies. And we were cleaning up this thing. And there were all these old rags that were there. where There was like a pillowcase. Uh, lots of pillowcases. And they had holes in them. And they were all messed up. And I said, look, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And I put it on my head. Well, the other guy goes, Ghost, you look like you're with the clan. Oh. And it was real funny. And everybody's laughing. But there were about a lot of black guys in this thing with me. And... Yeah, I just kept going, you guys! And I kept pointing at them, and they would laugh. They thought that was so funny. Mm-hmm. And I think back now, because I'm a lot smarter than I was in the 80s, you know what I mean? I, I have a little bit more history under my belt, and I know what happened. And that was not funny, not even... Well, that's experience. That's You get more, yeah. a better perspective on things, and you realize... I mean, we all can look back and think, well, we were stupid. Yeah, that's. I guess there's a regret. That's one of the ones I wished I'd never done that, because it has bothered me since I, since I remembered it back in the so, 2000s. So you don't have a regret like someone told me to give him $1,000 and we'd invest it in Apple, like Forrest <laughs> Gump, and you'd be a millionaire today. <laughs> Nothing like that, I'd right? I never had opportunities... Anywhere near that. So, yeah, that's not a thing for me. Not a regret. Well, good. Back to the Super Bowl. Who do you like? Are you going to watch it? I don't do like care? either one of them, and I don't care. The Lions kind of folded after the half halftime and broke my heart. Again. And, yeah. But this, it hurts more, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Especially now that I read that Dan Campbell, the coach, is saying, yeah, don't expect this next year. We're losing people to free agency. We've got some changes in management. But and, the good news is uh, their offensive coordinator stick sticking around. So yeah. that's good. 
But you know what? They're a good team. And last year they finished strong. And everyone's like, oh, wait till next year. And everyone's like, yeah, well, you never know. That could have been it. But they, they really responded. So I think, you know, when you look back in sports, it used to be Miami Dolphins, take for example. They make the playoffs 1970. They lose right away to Oakland. The next year, they win that classic game against Kansas City on Christmas Day. They make it to the Super Bowl. They get blown out. But they had that learning curve. Yeah. And then the next year, they go undefeated. They win a couple Super Bowls. So, I mean, you look at Michael Jordan and his Chicago Bulls. You know, they came close. They came close. They kept losing to the Pistons. Yep. In the late 80s. And that then felt th- good. Then it was their time. Yeah. I, you know, th- there's a progression. And now I think that those progressions tend to be rather quick but um, i hope you're but right. look at look at dan campbell what he won three games his first year yeah then they went nine and eight and then they went 12 and five yeah but that's a tough division now because i think the packers are back yeah they're going to be a good team they got a lot of great young players the vikings are dangerous if kirk cousins comes back like how he was and you have justin jefferson in that rookie this year jordan addison and the bears are improved yeah so i think that's gonna be that could be a could return to the old black and blue that would be fun as long as the Lions were at the top. I, that would be fine. I'd be good with that. Well, you never know. But anyway, I, I, I think Kansas City's going to win again. I think Patrick Mahomes is just different. Yeah. He is one of those. He's like Michael Jordan, like Tom Brady, that you he takes you into battle and he makes sure you don't lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Although he did lose to Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but... In his year this year, he he did not look real good early no, on. but when it counts, yeah, he so really poured it on. Is what I'm saying. Oh, sure, they all are. But they, they, there's something in there with Andy Reid, and, and and of course, I'm saying this, which means I'm going to be totally wrong. And the 49ers will probably blow them out. But uh, I I don't know. I just think they have, um, they don't have a. I mean, they have a great offense, good offense. They don't have as many weapons as San Francisco. Yeah, but. They just seem, when the chips are down, they pull it out. Yeah. And they well, went on the road, and they beat Baltimore. And they went on the road, and he beat Buffalo. Yeah. So. I, you know, I sound like a homer when I say this. You know, the Lions didn't get beat so much by the 49ers as they got beat by themselves. Not going for that field goal. Twice. Um, having guys hit hit right in the hands with the ball, and they can't hang on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the fumble. They play, if they'd have kept playing the way they played in the uh, the first half, they'd be a totally different Super Bowl right now. They'd right. Ch- so it wasn't so much the 49ers, uh, you know, you know, being a better team, a greater team. It was the Lions weren't as great. That's the way I'm looking at it. And yeah, I'm a home home homer. Yeah, so so there you go. I, well, you know, they had a great season. Yep. And you can blame the coach that he should have kicked the field goal, and who knows how it would have changed. Yep. I think it would have changed. Go back to the three score game. Yeah. But what? Whatever. The the the, the key will be how are they going to go next year? Yeah. We'll knew we'll know if, and they're going to have a tough schedule. But if they can put together 10, 11 wins, I mean, if they can consistently be good, the consistency is now what we're looking for for those teams. But who knows? Anyway. I, I got another one for you though. I. I I'm talking to all the people that I know that are U of M fans, and I think you're one of them, right? University of Michigan or University of Miami? Michigan. Because <laughs> I grew up in Miami, and we, we called them U of M or UM. Okay. Okay. Are you, are, you a, are you a Wolverine fan? Yeah, sure. What do you think? With Yeah, how do you, do you think this is going to be a, a good team? Sure. 
it'll be a good team. I don't know how good, and I don't know how the uh, addition of Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA into the Big Ten is going to affect the, um, you know, their overall record. Yeah. But this can be tough. I mean, you're playing. I mean, the Big Ten now is right up there, maybe the, the most powerful conference ever. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how good USC, UCLA, but, you know, Oregon and Washington were outstanding this yeah. past year. You throw them in, um, I, th- you know, it, it'll, it's just going to change the landscape. I think having a 12-team playoff will help teams. Like, if you f- lose a couple, mm-hmm. like, say Michigan doesn't go undefeated. Say they lose to Washington and they lose to Ohio State. Um they could still get in. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is it takes away from the big oh, the big matchup, Ohio State, Michigan. Well, maybe it's not as big anymore because yeah. you know they're both going to the playoff and that's more important. Yeah. And maybe this will solve, at least for the big teams, the players sitting out the bowl games. Which is really annoying. What do you now, mean sitting out? What do you they, they like the Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. Probably the top wide receiver in the country. Didn't play in the, whatever they played in, the Sugar Bowl or whatever it was. Or whatever bowl game Ohio State went to. Because they want to go to the NFL. They don't want to get hurt. So big name players sit sit out the bowl game. So the bowl games become, not only are they exhibitions to begin with, but now you have teams without their big players. So it's very mediocre games. And no one cares. Because they're just exhibition games. They have no bearing on a championship or anything do you remember a few years back i think it was somebody down in miami was like they're in the, they're in the bowl game and he's t- he's cutting in and he gets hit from the side and it broke his leg right there on, t- on tv and this guy was supposed to be i want to say his yes. name was mcgrady but i know it's name is no was, no but i th- i think i know what you're talking yeah. about yeah and is that definitely impacted his uh his nfl career which i don't know if he had one but, but. right so but then well, if they're worried about playing the bowl game, maybe they shouldn't even play the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't play their senior year or their junior year because yeah. they're going to the draft next year. Yeah, you got an obligation for the school who gave you this opportunity. Get your ass in there. That's the way I see it. Hey, watch the language. <laughs> hey, um, have you watched any of the movies uh, for Academy Award nominations, Best Picture? I don't think so. I've been watching them. Really? Give me the rundown. Oppenheimer, I saw over the summer. I'd like to see that. That's excellent. I saw Barbie. I liked it better than I thought I was going in. I was kind of a cynic, and it was like, it was okay. Now, should it be Best Picture nomination material? There's too many. Ten is too many. used to be five. Maybe that's too few, but maybe seven. But ten? Okay. Okay, I'll move on. I saw uh, The Holdovers with one of my favorite actors, Paul Giamatti. Loved it. Oh, okay. I do want to see that. Oh, good. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese. Excellent. That was three and a half hours. Ugh. Um... American Fiction. I saw that uh, last week in the theater. It was okay. It was good. It was kind of funny. Was it best picture material? I don't think so. But it, it's good. It's about a guy who uh, is a writer and uh, changes his style, becomes adopts a pseudonym, and all of a sudden his book takes off, much to his chagrin, because mm. he thinks the popular type, you know, that he's now writing he doesn't like and yeah. he's, he's really upset that people are accepting him now <laughs> but um and then i saw anatomy of a fall some people say it's great um it was interesting insight into how the french judicial judicial system works in the courtroom yeah but basically a man falls from his 
the top floor of his house, and he's dead, and is did the wife push him or not? And that's the whole movie about the trial. And it's kind of tough to listen to and boring. And I found it a struggle to get through two and a half hours. Maestro with Bradley Cooper. Again, interesting movie about Leonard Bernstein, but should it be Best Picture nomination? I don't think so. I hear it's a little So there's three I haven't seen yet. Poor Things with Emma Stone, Past Lives, and one more. (laughs) And I can't remember. Find out, because now I, I want to see... Oh, it. oh, oh, the zone of interest. I don't even know what that is. I think is. that has something to do with people living next to the Auschwitz... Um, what do you call it? Auschwitz concentration camp, murder camp, death camp. Yeah. That looks interesting. Huh. So, but anyway. Well... I'm such a movie aficionado, not really, but... I saw one called The Creator that I really Yeah, enjoyed. you like, mentioned that before. Yeah, you that like was, it? Yeah, was a good one. I... I don't know what makes a good movie. Uh, to me, if it's, if I enjoy it and I get lost, that's good to me. I got lost in Killers of the Flower Moon, which I didn't yeah. think was going to happen. But I found it very in- interesting, and I, I kind of want to know more about it. The Osage yeah, tribe. Yeah, they. I actually, I'd known about that probably for like the last 10 years. I've done some... I tripped across it somewhere, and I went, they did what? And I went and started going into the rabbit hole online and looking at all mm-hmm. these books and then going to YouTube and looking at things and got a, got a pretty good feel for what was going on. And I went, first of all, they, you know, they get all their land taken away for years and years and years. And then when they finally score the score big, they get that taken away too. It's like, well, they start getting killed. Oh yeah. Getting killed and. And in the movie. Manipulated. And, manipulated and yeah, swindled. Yeah. And, and it's just, uh Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to see that. And three and a half hours didn't seem that long watching it. There's certain movies like that where you could, I mean, for me, like The Godfather or... Titanic. Titanic or yeah. Goodfellas, which is not as long, or The Irishman, which was on Netflix, which is almost four hours long. I did not see that one. Yeah, I couldn't accept Robert De Niro looking like a 40-year-old. They made him 40 years old, but he still looked like an old guy. Yeah. They, made, they, had, they slicked, slicked back his hair. Hmm. So anyway, all right. Well, anything else before we say goodbye? Unless you want to keep going, it's up to you. Should you know, <laughs> one thing we do need to talk about next time, maybe, it is the way. I'm not even sure what the phraseology would be here. It's people's ability to know things about the past. For instance, when I was a kid, I knew who Felix the Cat was. Mm-hmm. Never saw Felix the Cat cartoon because that was way back in the 30s and the mm-hmm. 40s, you know. And that was, but I knew who it was. Mm-hmm. I knew about Woody Woodpecker. Mm-hmm. I did watch Woody Woodpecker when I was like three, four, and five. But you know, I knew who that was. So you want today's kids to know that? I want t- today's kids to uh, to know things happen prior to them. You mean and they don't? I, I heard something, and this is you know, I'm not trying to get into political stuff, but it is political that. You have certain young people, their politics are such that, you know, they're talking about, um, you see at universities, safe spaces and segregated spaces. You know, like you heard about, like having special graduation ceremonies for certain ethnic groups or parties for certain ethnic groups. And some I, are. I have not heard that. Oh, and some are calling for, um, like, 
schools, like just for blacks only, okay. to give them their own space, separate but equal. Now, is it because they're just not learning that in school anymore? Do they not teach that stuff? I, I can tell you what I what I feel. Yeah. As people have been given an opportunity to be Mrs. Bossy Pants, and they take that opportunity and they push it, and they see how far they can go, mm-hmm. and they just try to exert their will. I don't think it has anything to do with education. I don't mm-hmm. think it has anything to do with opportunity. It has everything to do with just being in charge and making things up. But we're 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 becoming so balkanized. Yeah. You know, by our skin color, our affiliation stuff, but it's worse than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. To the point where like, yeah, we want to just have our own dorm, our own school our own this and if you don't think like me or don't look like me we don't want you and i think that's that's i have not heard that i hope that's not you know something that's bigger than just one or two situations but i don't i mean maybe it's not but i've i've read articles on that i've seen it you know on the news here and there so i i don't know but it 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 does seem that people are like if you're not with me you're against me oh yeah i get that all the time now and you're evil and and i'll leave it i'll leave it with this one the reason i brought this up is we'll, we'll just quickly talk and we'll be done, okay? In Michigan here, the uh, I can't remember if it's the governor or it's Secretary of State or something. They want to put driver's training back in high school, which, yes, tomorrow if we can. Yep. People here can't drive. They're just terrible drivers. I don't care if that's a condemnation of the private privately owned driving schools, if it is, you need to be better at what you do because these people are driving like animals. Well, driver drivers need to be more fixated on the road. Yeah. There's too much distractions. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's why driving is so bad. Now, driving needs to be to an art. It. Now it's not an art. You just go out there, oh, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. Now, coming over here, two, two near misses. Mm-hmm. The other thing I ran into is this kid making, and he's, and I say a kid, and I don't want to hack on these kids too much, but he made a comment, and he goes, oh, you're one of those people that whine about what's not writing cursive, huh? I said, uh, I, I've never gone on record until now. Yeah, you should learn cursive. He goes, why? I can write as fast as you can without it, but I'll bet you can't. Handwriting or typing? Handwriting. Okay. And it, it, it's slower. It is slower. And they can't read what I write. And I go, yeah, you probably can. You're just trying to be a stick in the mud. No, I can't. I said, can you read this Constitution? It's kind of written in cursive. <laughs> so it looks like Greek to you, huh? See, it's that whole thing of just getting the opportunity to be a stick in the mud, to be that, just that urchin. Mm-hmm. And that's what that is. Yeah, everyone's and at it. bothers Everyone me. is a victim. Yeah. And outraged. Maybe and and maybe that's we, it. and maybe, you know, we should show some more gratitude that the fact that we have electricity <laughs> and that we have a car to drive yeah. and that we can kind of do whatever job we want and we have certain freedoms that most people in the world don't. Yeah. And maybe if we were taking stock of that more and being more grateful, then maybe you wouldn't be so fixated on um, or people wouldn't be so fixated on being slighted all the time. Yeah, oh, you I agree did this, with you. Now I'm gonna do, and that's all they do. They're just looking for new ways to be outraged and offended so they can claim, hey, you screwed me over, yeah. and I'm not going to forget it. And all it does is eat you up inside. Mm-hmm. And it 
Yeah. And, you know, and that's, you have a lot of angry people. Sorry to extend the discussion, but we can talk about it next week. How's we do that? have a lot of angry, you know, angry, outraged people. And sometimes if you just let it go and maybe take stock of all the good things, then maybe you won't be as angry. I don't know. I'm going to share a story with you next week exactly about that. Don't so next forget. week, I'm not going to forget it. I'm going to, you're going to go, that did not happen. I'm going, yes, it did. So next week, tune in. Okay. Well, uh, we'll be back before the Super Bowl then, I guess. So, But I still think Kansas City will win, but I won't ask you for a prediction yet. I'll give you one, but <laughs> I don't ahead. care. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the 49ers. Okay. So there you go. I'll bet you a dollar. Okay. <laughs> Is that legal? Is that illegal? No, everything's legal now. I don't know. Don't give the government any ideas. No. But if they're listening, we'd be impressed. But I don't think anyone's <laughs> listening in yet. <laughs> Okay, scoop. All right, Sudsy, I'll talk to you later. Bye.